tonight on Drunk Sports. Atlanta Falcons and Patriots fans everywhere are thrilled as the teams are going to meet in the Super Bowl. Advertising space on NBA players is apparently for sale, and LeBron comes out and says he hates everything about Cleveland. We're going to talk about it all right now on Drunk Sports. I feel like that was a little bit too serious, the way you did that opening. It was like you were trying to do like a opening for a real show. <laughs> a real show? Yeah, like like where, where then they go to like the somber host. He's like, today in uh, AAA baseball, R- Rafael Martinez just hit four home runs for the Marlins AAA team, and, and it's boring. Rafael Martinez has never hit four home runs for the Marlins AAA team. Is He's that true? topped out at two. Oh, okay. So that's where that you. Were. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, you should apologize. You're misleading the people. That's a f- false truth. Nice. That's uh, beer number three, of course. Of course, beer number three. Hey, um, everyone. First of all, I'd like to say one thing, which is, if it's Tuesday night, it must be drunk sports. That's more the tenor you need to hit when you open drunk sports. Yeah? More of that bullshitty thing. Well, if you think about it, I'm did tired you actually, of you trying hard. Did you? Listen? That's not what we do. <laughs> did you listen to what I actually said, though, or did you no. just hear the tone? Why would I listen to what you said? <laughs> I already know what we're going to talk about. No, no, no. If you listen to what I said, though, I actually I gave a falsehood. And of the three things I talked about, of like the sports supposed facts that we're going to discuss, one of them was completely untrue. Did you hear that? What was it? See? Well, here's the things I said. I said Atlanta fans and New England fans are thrilled about the Super Bowl. That's real. I said NBA players' bodies are soon going to be for sale. And I said LeBron came out and said he hates everything about Cleveland. Oh, yeah. That's not true. He doesn't hate everything about Cleveland. Right. So that was the funny. See, that I was going. I was doing a striking a serious tone but saying something ridiculous. Yeah, it wasn't good enough. But you weren't even listening. I, you know what? I appreciate that you're trying something different. You just said but you maybe you should try. workshop it first. <laughs> you know, maybe you should talk to some other people before you just get on the air and say things. Dude, I just got to let it fly. You know? I mean, you know what happened to Rush Limbaugh? I do. Yeah, that's you. He's still doing okay, though. He's still somehow, making money. Somehow. Yeah. But apparently it doesn't matter anymore. Racism's okay now. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. They, they, you know, they give you all the power and yep. the money. Right. So I feel free. Okay. I'm going to fly. I'm going to spread my wings. I'm going to do it serious. Is this the manic phase? Yeah. Before the bad stuff happens? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think the person in the manic phase knows Probably that not. it's happening. So I can't comment yeah. responsibly on that. That's fair. One way or the other. So if you're new to the show, here's Welcome. what the deal is. <laughs> That's Grant Dennis and I'm Jonathan Levy. Every week... We do drunk sports, at least as it's currently being called drunk sports. We may change that. We might change the We're name. We're probably going to tell we you guys about that. think the name might confuse people. We think it confuses and turns off people, except yeah. for you, our loyal listeners. Right. So we're thinking we should name it something that doesn't turn people off. You know, people would actually want to listen to when they see it. Instead right. Of also, like, we're thinking maybe this show could become a thing that happens more than once a week. Yeah. And if that's the case, I certainly can't drink eight to... 12 beers every time we do it. I mean, that's Grant just not digging deep, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not giving it all for the team. I mean, I'm workshopping things live on the air. You're not even willing to drink so 12 beers I mean, twice a week. We might as well bear it all for the listeners because we have, we have the loyal few here. So what I'm going to say is the truth. We are considering changing the name of Drunk Sports 
and changing we're there still will probably be times when we do it the way we do it now yeah but we'll do it more frequently and less times i will be drunk i wish you wouldn't promise more frequently i don't feel i've agreed to that no it might not be more frequent it's more frequent if there's money coming in yeah i think i don't know if it's more or, or like we're, we see money coming close to being on the horizon of coming in then, sure. we can, then we can up it but i don't think we can do more frequently without some clear you know Reward <laughs> most most uh, most podcasters probably don't don't divulge such interworkings of their thought processes as far as the direction of a show. But I mean, most podcasters aren't three beers deep. That's when true when they're recording. That's true. <laughs> so, but I may... feel like I had your blessing. Yeah, no, you're. It's yeah. fine. I mean, these people like us and we like them. It's fine. You know, they can know. It's mm-hmm. fine. So, guys, seriously though, if you have thoughts about what we should name the show, tweet it at us. You know what our hand- handle is? Tell them the handle at Drunk Sports Show. Nice, Grant. Thank you. That's I do. Good. I get the answer sometimes. Yep, you did that time. Yeah, that's one. One answer. One out of one. <laughs> it's good. At yeah. this pace, you're going to be a superstar. Uh, you can't superstar. stop me. You can't stop superstar. me. Superstar. Hall of Famer. So for new listeners, if somehow you're still here, here's the deal. Grant, at least currently, gets drunk as we talk sports. We have four quarters always leading to quarter number four called Let the Drunk Fix It. We're going to keep some form of this no matter what yeah. version of the show we're gonna, we do. Don't We're going to fix stuff still. Oh, yeah. No matter what. Because that's our favorite part of the show. It's everyone's favorite part of the show. I post sports dilemmas and other kinds of dilemmas to Grant. He does his best, his best to come up with fun and creative solves yep. to these. He sometimes does. Eh, not always. Yeah, you know, sometimes a fail. Yeah, and that's part of it because these are not easy things to solve. No. These are problems in the world. Right. And let me just say this. They ain't going to get easy, any easier tonight. I'm just Great. laying it out there. Great. I've got about eight to choose from. Some of them are easy. I'm not doing the easy ones. I'm going to uh, do the hard to medium hard give ones. Give me at least a partially easy one. No, I don't care about if the solve is easy. I care about if it's easy to come up with something funny. Right, of course. Time. Don't <laughs> yeah. care about the solve. Yeah, that's true. So often the answer. So often these days on Let the Drunk Fix It, Grant will say, well, the obvious answer to this, the fix is clearly, you know, eliminate this. But now let's come up with something fun. And then yeah. we come with our own creative solution. Right. Which often involves Keith for Sutherland. Murdering somebody, <laughs> murdering someone, somehow channeling Jack Bauer. There's torture someone. a bit too yeah. often. I think I need to reevaluate. Today, I agree. I a little, a little too much violence, yeah. maybe. I'm um, not enough child death. Oh yeah, I forgot how you, I forgot memory. about how in the last drunk sports you just kept talking about how you love that. I didn't actually keep. T- I didn't say that. I just laughed a lot when I was saying someone it holding their lifeless so body of their child, maniacally happy. And you kept saying how much I loved it, and it was true. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's the. So we that's know where we truth. stand on that one. Yeah, it's fine. That's good. So. Let's get into it, shall we? Okay, finally. Hey. I've been waiting for you to say that. You know what? You know what? What? Let's not get into it. Let's just all sit here for a moment and no. think about what we've done. Begin the sports show now. Okay. I just for new listeners only. I'm only beginning for them. <laughs> okay. It was the loyal people. I would just, I would wait another twenty seconds yeah, of silence. Moment of silence. I worry about the new listeners. Right. All right. So hey Grant, guess what? The NFL happened on Sunday. The NFL happened. It sure did. Yeah. And you know what didn't happen? Good games. No, terrible games again. I guess they're good games if you're Falcons fans or Patriots fans, Grant. I don't know. It's more fun to to win a game that's close, isn't it? It's pretty fun when the stakes are this high to just win easily and comfortably. Also, as a Patriots fan, I felt really great when they were up thirty-three to nine or whatever. Yeah, it was thirty-three. I to was nine. genuinely surprised that both games were blowouts. Yeah, me too. I thought New England Pittsburgh might be, but that Pittsburgh had a real shot to win the game. Sure, I was very surprised that the Falcons blow out Green Bay. Atlanta, by the time the game started, was actually a slightly bigger favorite than the Patriots were to win their game, according to Vegas, which was shocking to me. Well, Aaron Rodgers had the flu on Thursday. And yeah, he may have recovered from the flu, but I'm sure he still wasn't 100. percent Nah, that that may be part of it. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Also, Jordy Nelson still coming back from those two cracked yeah. ribs. The other receivers as well, Geronimo Allison was beat up. 
someone else was beat up on their team too, right? Devontae Adams was a Devontae little bit beat Adams up with his ankle, up, right? Yeah. Their secondary is always beat up. Yeah, so maybe that that was part of it too, as people saw that Rodgers got Ty sick. Ty Montgomery got hurt a bunch of times in that game. He I mean, just that, kept limping off the field. He gets hurt a bunch, period, right? Yeah. He's always like the running back for like a week and a half, and then he's out for a while. But hey, I mean, don't look at me. I'm tiny. I wouldn't. I would not survive a moment in the NFL. Well, most, I would survive a moment. I would do fine in the NFL. I was just kidding. Obviously, I'd do fine. Of course, you would. Thank yeah, you. You do great. I yeah. appreciate the support. Yeah, no, that was a disappointingly bad game. I can't believe the Falcons blew them out. Were they up thirty-one to nothing? I believe they were up really thirty-one to nothing. nothing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was thirty-one to nothing, dude. I think you're right. It was twenty-four to nothing, and then they scored again. <laughs> I think is what happened. Yeah, and then yeah. finally the Packers like put up a, a few points. Like it's crazy. Yeah, Matt Ryan had a monster game. He had one of the best. Po- Actually, someone did uh, some statistical somewhere or other. Maybe five thirty-eight. I don't know. Did the best quarterbacking of AFC and NFC championship games of all time? They did the top ten and. Yeah. You know, ten to two, ten to three. Excuse me. We're like, you know, John Elway, Joe Montana, and one and two are Brady and uh, Ryan from this from, past week. Yeah, from this yeah. weekend. That's like we've never seen quarterbacking like this. Matt Ryan's numbers. He was twenty-seven for thirty-eight for three hundred and ninety-two yards. He averaged ten point three yards per attempt. Wow. Uh, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, ninety-eight point four QBR. Let's not forget about the touchdown that he had rushing. Yeah, he too. also ran for a touchdown. It was like a twenty-yard touchdown. Rogers actually had a decent game. Himself. Yeah. I mean, he had uh, 27 for 45, which isn't amazing. No. 287 yards. Not amazing. 6.4 yards per attempt. Not amazing. Three touchdowns, one interception. I mean, that's not terrible. I don't think it's that great, especially because they were losing by so much, meaning he's going to have the opportunity to throw the ball. And Atlanta should have been giving the middle of the field a lot and just trying to stop the big plays and stuff. I'd expect Rodgers to have more yards and more success than that. Atlanta's offense is legit. Yes, they scored by far the most points in the league this year. They scored, yeah. I think, 540 points in the league. I think the Patriots were number two or three. Patriots had like 441. I think they were number three. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, Atlanta scores like crazy. Actually, it's neat. We have the number one offense and the number one defense playing up against each other. The, the Falcons' problem, of course, is that the Patriots have like the number three offense also. Right. So, so the Patriots are our favorites, right? They are, but not large favorites. They were, th- I think, three or three. And, I think they were three point wow. favorites. I just. I don't think there was any point in the season where where I was really thinking the Falcons were the best NFC team. Never, not once did but I. But now think I kind of believe it at this point. I would have loved to see how they would pl- have played against the Cowboys. I mean, you know? they they beat up on both of our picks, right? Both of our NFC picks. They beat up on the Seahawks yes. and they beat up on the Packers. They destroyed them both. Yeah, they beat up on the Packers worse than the Seahawks, but they destroyed them both. Are you trying to make a little point there? I'm making a little needle? point that you're you're dumber than me about things. Right. Sure. Life about life. Okay. Good. You know, like you would smoke. When you were a kid, like a 12-year-old, you'd be like, what is this? I'm going to try it because it's probably cool. And I was like, that's probably bad for you. So that makes me better. <laughs> it's a weird weird way to go. <laughs> no, weird I don't know what I that. did with that. Yeah. I don't know. I was realized when I said that, that smokers might be offended. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> they might. I'm sorry, smokers. But, you know, if you're doing it when you're 12, you probably have, you know, some issues. Like Grant did when he was 12. Right. Smoking. Yeah. True story. Hey, can I tell people about your whole situation? What's my situation? You're, you're, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to. Guys, tweet at me because he never looks at the tweet thing and I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Okay. <laughs> there's, no, at, there's no real situation. Don't. At Drunk Sports Show, there's a situation. Don't be concerned. There's a situation. Tweet at it. I promise to spill the beans. Okay. Like our bonzos. Okay. So... Sticking with Atlanta for a second. So I agree with you. I never thought Atlanta was was this good. I don't think they're this good. I think they've had two amazing games. 
And they scored a lot of points all season, but their defense has not been this good until just now. Yeah, their defense all of a sudden became good. Yeah, what the heck is that about? I think it's about Aaron Rodgers being sick and their and the Packers no, being beat up. No, it's about the will to win. Right. They just wanted it more than the other team. You know, it's all effort and attitude. It's all NFL. about preparation, attitude, the will to win. National, nice. National Football League. <laughs> Concussions don't exist. You know, someone, I think, tweeted at you trying to give you a way to deal with me when I say National Football League. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Oh, they must have emailed it then. I think it was Colin West. Oh, he tweeted at our Poker Guys account. And yeah. Not, yeah, okay. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see if that if you do that and if it works. Because I doubt it's going to work, but let's find out. I'm if not you good want at to. taking advice, so we'll no, see. No, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Um, Matt Ryan, though, had an extraordinary season. He's almost certainly going to be named the MVP this weekend. Yeah. Finally, Roger Goodell is going to give him the hardware, which Roger, Roger Goodell has got to be loving because otherwise he's going to have to give it to Tom Brady. Which Roger Goodell does not want to no, do. No, he's also really rooting for the Falcons because he sure doesn't want to have to hand the Lombardi trophy over to Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady, and then they get the microphones and can say anything they want. Tom Brady especially. I mean, what's going to happen? He's going to say... Fuck you, Roger Goodell. I mean, there's a chance he's actually going to... He probably won't say anything, but there's got to be at least a chance he's going to say something, right? Like, even though... He wouldn't say it directly. He would, right. He, it would be subtext. He would say, like, I've been through some adversity recently. I think that the league might be treating me unfairly. Right. But I still managed to pull through. I could like, see him saying something like, it's really... It's so sweet to win this, and it's even sweeter getting this trophy from you. Something like that. Yeah. Which isn't without, without saying yeah, like, yeah, with, yeah, that sounds with, like something you might with say. no like bitterness in his voice, right. saying it like with a big smile on his face. Yeah. And Roger Goodell is just going to stand that. there. I mean, I'm a Patriots fan anyway, but I really want to see, just as a human being, I want to see that exchange because it'd be so interesting. Yeah. You know? So that's a good reason for everyone to root for the Patriots in two weeks. Fuck you. What do you mean? Nobody root for the Patriots. Everyone's going to. If you root for the Patriots, stop listening to the show. I Jonathan, stop listening to the show. <laughs> I never <laughs> listen to the show anyway. You, you, yes, you do. Of course I do. Yeah. I love the show. But you can't listen right now. So you need to get some sound silencing headphones and just talk and hope that it makes sense. I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on to the Patriots for a second here and okay. the Steelers. So I'm really, I mean, I'm really surprised that this was also the blowout to the extent that it was. Yeah. The Steelers were bad. The Steelers were completely handled yes. by the Patriots. It was very but there's odd. bigger news from the Steelers camp. Yes, there is. Yeah. Yes, there is. I was saving that news, actually. Oh, I thought you were going to open with it. No, yeah. I was going to bring it in our, during our NFL segment. This is our headliner segment. Okay, I guess we'll save that. It's a teaser. Yeah. yeah, actually, so if you want to know what the big news is, don't look on the internet. Wait till we talk about it. Sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> like in a half hour or so. Something like that. Maybe 40 minutes. It's hard to say. But, um, yeah, it's coming up soon. I should have teased that. That would have been a better tease. Yeah, anyway. what the hell? I mean, I was... You're off your game. I'm doing the openings from now on. Fine. Do Everybody wants it. Somebody wants it. One guy wants it. Everybody. So what were we saying? Right. So it was weird. Roethlisberger struggled. I mean, the, the offense struggled. Le'Veon Bell did get hurt, but they brought in D'Angelo Williams. Come on. Like, that's not that big a deal, is it? I guess not. It can't be. They essentially shut down the Steelers' passing attack. Do you know the Steelers had one passing touchdown in the last two playoff games they played? And it was when they were down something like 33 to 9 or 41 to 9 or whatever, 36 to 9, actually. They finally scored a touchdown. Like, what the heck? I, I don't a know. A passing touchdown, that is. I don't Sorry. know. They scored a touchdown in the first quarter. I really also. thought the Steelers were better than that. 
I thought the Steelers were going to score a lot of points. I just didn't know if they could stop all the points the Patriots were going to score. Right. You know, I thought yeah. it might be like 45 to 33 Patriots win or something. Not absolute blowout. Steelers can't get anything going. Patriots did allow the least points in the league this year, in fairness. So huh. people don't think of that. They just think of Brady and the yeah. offense. But actually their defense was very, very good all year. Even though they traded Jamie Collins in the middle of the year. And they also traded Chandler Jones. I guess that was a while ago. Offseason, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe the off season before. Maybe even. <laughs> maybe it's two off seasons now. It's so, hard to hard to keep track. Fun fact about this game and the other game. Yeah. that you know already, but I'm gonna tell the listeners. Good. So, two guys that you always think of in the same sentence, of course, are Julio Jones and Chris Hogan. I mean, yeah. When you say like, who are two wide receivers? One who plays for the Patriots <laughs> and one who plays for the Falcons, and one of their names starts with Julio. Right. And, and the other one's last name ends in Gan. Yeah, then you think of Julio Jones and Chris Hogan. That's where I go right away every time. And it makes sense because they had almost the same stat line. Not almost. Didn't they have the exact? There was one difference. Okay. So they they both had nine receptions in their respective games. They both had 180 yards, averaging 20 yards per reception. They both had two touchdowns. Yeah. And they both had 12 targets. So did someone fumble or something? No, Julio's long reception was 73 yards, and Chris Hogan's was 39. Okay. Which is a big difference for a yes. long rece- for making that many yards. Well, Julio made that incredible play. Yeah, where he shook off one guy and then another guy and then like did the tap dance down the sideline and just was the best player ever. But that's that's a just it doesn't mean anything. But it's kind of a fun statistical anomaly that they were so similar. Well, especially because Julio Jones is widely considered one of the three or four yeah, best you, receivers in football. You might expect football. that stat line from him, but not from Chris fucking Hogan. Chris Hogan, who signed a three-year, $12 million deal with the Patriots at the beginning of the season. Who was, like, cut by the Bills or something. Um, yeah, among many other yeah. people. And, yeah, he was... And it was sort of questionable, like, maybe that'll be good or maybe they'll just cut him. You know, that happens a lot in the yeah. NFL. So I think he's probably going to be on the team next year. I'm going to yeah, say that. Yeah, after that performance in, in a high-pressure game, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I guess we saw the Super Bowl. We'll see how he does there, yeah. but... Tom Brady was spectacular also. Yes. We were talking about Matt Ryan, but you all have right, his we'll numbers? we'll talk about Tom Brady's numbers here, okay? Just, okay? just to make you all happy. They're not as good as Matt Ryan's. That's okay. Matt Ryan was responsible for five touchdowns. Yeah. 32 for 42, 384 yards, 9.1 per attempt, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, 90.4 QBR. Yeah. I mean, 9.1 per attempt would be number two in the league had he played, you know, yeah. if he had done that all season. And he was actually probably number two in the league in probably. almost every quarterbacking stat this year. And he only played, you know, even the cumulative stats. No, not true. The cumulative not stats, true. he was way farther behind. Yeah. But he was really good. <laughs> he was really, really good all I'm season. I'm so tired of your Boston bullshit, dude. Can I just say one other thing about Tom Brady? No. No. The answer is no. So Pro Football Focus oh, shut the fuck up. did a thing where they decided to, every year they named the best player in the NFL based on the season. And they often name people like Grant would like, like centers and defensive linemen and stuff like that. They just do it based on their grades. And Tom Brady won best player in the NFL. And they said he had the best beer number four. He had the best quarterbacking season of the last 10 years. If you account for spikes, drop passes, and Hail Marys— Take those out of the equation. Tom Brady completed 80% of his passes for the season. Oh, yeah. For Tom Brady, we'll take anything we want out of the equation. We just, uh, <laughs> any game where he didn't really feel like playing that much, <laughs> we don't care. We'll just take that out of the equation. If you do that with all the quarterbacks, that's he was my, num- That's my impression of pro football no. focus. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good, actually. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was quite, quite spot on. Yeah, there are a bunch you, of dummies who live in Boston. And they're like, oh, Tom Brady. Not, oh, Tom Brady, that, that one day when he had zero touchdowns and nine interceptions, that's 
not fair because there was wind and the air was kind of cold. Yeah, they actually did. They did it for all quarterbacks, and so Tom Brady was number two. You but can compare they, the other everything. quarterbacks didn't get those special exceptions. No, no, yes, they did. They did for everyone. <laughs> Sam Bradford actually led the league with eighty-one percent, eighty-one and a half percent. But Bradford throws the ball two yards less on average per throw than Brady does. So, and Brady also led the league in like deep ball attempts and said he's at his, he's the best he's ever been for throwing the deep ball. Yeah, the best he's ever been. Who are we yeah. comparing him to? Himself? Who cares? That guy sucks. <laughs> okay. Serious question. No. Does Tom Brady need to win the Super Bowl to be widely considered the greatest quarterback of all time, or is he already there? I think he needs to in order to widely be considered yeah. that. I mean, I think there's people who already think that, and there's people who don't, right? But I if mean, he wins... It's, it's actually hard to... Even if he wins... I, I don't know what you mean by widely, but like... There are still people who think John Elway was the best quarterback of all time. Sure. Which I'm is saying like ridiculous. If, if we did a poll on ESPN, not right after they win the Super Bowl, but in like a year and a half, right? Assuming Brady wins, let's say Brady wins his fifth Super Bowl and seven tries. Um, a year and a half later, they do a poll who's the greatest quarterback of all time? They put up 10 names, the most obvious 10 names. Brady gets, you know, by far the most votes. Well, That's only because of a massive recency bias. Clearly, the answer is Terry Bradshaw. That guy's amazing. He went to four Super Bowls and won them all in six years. He had almost as many touchdowns as interceptions. I mean, it was a different era, and he was only pretty good. Also, he's probably racist. Why do you say that? The whole Mike Tomlin thing. I mean, that's really unfair. It is, but that's what we do on this show. No, it isn't. (laughs) We don't accuse people of things. (laughs) We accuse people of things that are very... Not racism. Well, I just did. That is something for the drunk to fix, my friend. Uh, fix the drunk. The fix, drunk fixes the drunk. Uh, oh my is, God! What a night. Yeah, physician, heal thyself. That's what I say. Um, so, so yeah. So, do you think? I guess my question to you is: Do you think Brady needs to win the Super Bowl to change a lot of people's minds? Or do you think they've sort of already made up their mind? Whatever it would be about. I think him, they've this mostly made up their mind. But if he wins, it kind of solidifies it for all of the people who think about it seriously. Okay, fair enough. I feel like for me, it would probably move him a little bit up. Like I don't have him as the best quarterback of all time right now. You but, have Montana. Yeah, but. I I find it harder and harder to keep him down. He, the guy is 39 and just had the season that he had, yeah. and just had the either first or second best AFC, uh, sorry NFL championship game, conference championship game, quarterbacking wise of all time. I mean, what the heck is going on? This is crazy. He's got the stem cells. I mean, Peyton Manning and Brett Favre also had really strong um, late 30s slash 40 seasons all they all had one but right then Peyton Manning's next season was like a holy shit that is amazingly bad no no actually what happened was he was the first half of the season he was great and then hurt his neck and then no fell the off next completely. season he was awful the whole season no that is that is incorrect no he had his monster season and then he had a great season where then the last four games he got hurt and he was horrible and then he was horrible from then on because he never right recovered. the next season he was horrible right well I'm saying his superstar season though is not the next season okay fine so that's my point. Fine. And Fred Favre had that great year with the Vikings. Remember that? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Lost in the playoffs. Yeah. Always do. Did Favre throw up like a pick six at the end or something? He probably, probably did. Yeah. That was when they lost to the Saints and then the Saints won the Super Bowl? Probably. That I don't know. Right. It feels like Favre was always messing Deuce up. Deuce McAllister the, uh, was trucking along. Was he actually in that Super Bowl? Yeah. Are you sure he just Deuce. saying that? <laughs> the Deuce is loose. All right. Let's, take, let's stop there and we'll come back. about poop? It's always about poop. <laughs> okay. Cool. Maybe that could be the new name of the show. It's always about poop. <laughs> um, we'll come back for quarter number two. Okay. All right. We're back. Grant's had a chance to get a little bit drunker. I mean, come on. A little bit drunker. A little bit. I mean, come on. And uh, now we're going to talk a little bit 
of the National Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. Or as the kids like to call it, the National Basketball Association. You oh, why, why do they call it that? Because <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a federal federalized league. Oh, can you tell me more about that? Yeah, it's it's the whole country plays. Right. So it's, why why did the people say all three three of the words? Because they don't know what the acronym means. What's NASA stand for? Do you even know? Not nope. at nope. Silly no. Ass. That's correct. <laughs> the last word you got, but the yeah. rest of it was wrong. National Aeronautics and Space something or other. Ambivalence. I'm going to go with association again. (laughs) It could be. It could be. Anyway. Why does does the NBA get to be the association? There's so many associations. Are there? The association of murderers. That's not real. The association of people who like their houses painted pink. See, this is why they get to be the association. (laughs) I guess. There are real associations somewhere out there, I'm sure. Yeah. The, uh, The NCAA, that's an association. Piece of shit association. The NAACP is an association. Yes. Try and talk down about that one on the air. I will not. <laughs> okay, just giving you some rope, buddy. Yeah, thank you. I'm just... glad that that's, that that's where your head's at. I'm glad that that's where your head's at. Just giving you a chance. <laughs> Let it come out. Yeah. The true grant. Wow. Wow, that sounds great. Thanks. Thanks for saying that. Uh, you know, you're welcome. Fuck you. Why you gotta be like that, man? I'm trying to help. You're trying you. to tell everybody I'm racist. I'm not trying to tell people you're racist. <laughs> oh, you're, so anyway, you're a piece of shit. Big news in the yeah. NBA, Grant. Yeah, what is it? Um, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you don't even know. I have it right here, Grant. LeBron James and the Cavs lost five of their last seven games, including a loss to the New Orleans Pelicans without Anthony Davis on Monday night. Somehow. I mean, how so is that, how is Dante that possible? Cunningham must have had a monster game. That guy has never had a monster game in his life. <laughs> yeah, I know. A monster game for Dante Cunningham is like 11 points, three rebounds, an assist, and not a block, but like a change What shot. if his mother's a listener, you piece of shit? Why you would you what? talk like that? She's agreeing with me if she's a listener. She's probably like, Dante should probably not be. She's here. like, it's, she's also like, it's a monster game is not a change. It's a yeah. block shot. For she's him. like, they should trade him for like Gerald Henderson or some shit it's like, like that. There's so many better yeah. players than Dante. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, LeBron sounded off after their fifth loss in the last seven games, and he said this, Grant, I just hope we're not satisfied as an organization. We're not better than last year from a personnel standpoint. Then he listed free agents who could have helped the Cavs but did not join the team, Raymond Felton and Michael Beasley. Of course, they picked up other guys. Michael Beasley? Michael Beasley's having a good year this year. Yeah, sure. Um, Who's on the... uh, Bucks, I guess. Michael uh, Beasley. But um, they did things like they got rid of Della Vadova, of course, Timothy Mozgov, and Dante Jones. They picked up Kay Felder in the draft, acquired Mike Dunleavy, who has been since shipped Didn't they out. pick up Kay Felder in the draft the same way that he picked up Shabazz Napier because LeBron told them to? I can't remember anymore. I'm pretty sure that Probably. was what went on. They also signed Chris Birdman Anderson, who has a knee injury and is no longer playing. They did, although, pick up Kyle Korver in a trade, to be fair. But and, he, uh, and last Drunk Sports, I was singing the praises of that trade. I really thought it would be good for them. Yeah. So here's what LeBron said, though. See, that so far wasn't so bad. But then he said this. It's like when you don't have enough bodies. It's tough. The effing grind of the regular season. We're a top-heavy team. We have a top-heavy team. We're top-heavy as shit. It's me, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love. It's top-heavy. I'm not singling out anybody. (laughs) I'm not. Yeah, we won the championship, but fuck, you know what? Let's see if we can do something. We need a fucking playmaker. I'm not saying you can just go find one. Like, you can go outside and see trees. I didn't say that. But, like, whoa. Do you think this is a bad reflection on Kyrie? 
like to say we need a playmaker? No, he means a playmaker off the bench. Okay. LeBron's the playmaker for right, the starters. Right, so he wants Delvadova back, basically. He wants a guy who can actually distribute the ball and, you know, penetrate and do things to set up other people. Right, because there's some stuff to support what he's saying. I, I think I might have the same thing you have, but he, he said... Uh, or not, he said. But for example, the Cavs have two players that average more than two assists per game. Only two. And that's LeBron and Kyrie. Yeah. The How War- does Kevin Love not get two assists a game? I don't know. The Warriors have seven. Wow. The Spurs have seven. Now, what's the pace difference? There's got to be a fair amount of pace difference, right? The Cavs don't sure. s- are slower, but it shouldn't matter. There's, two of assists. course, there's going to be some confounding variables, but there's something going on there with yeah. their personnel where they just have defenders and shooters and not many passers. Yeah, and even Kyrie and LeBron probably aren't averaging an incredible amount of assists. LeBron's, LeBron's averaging, what, like seven and a half? Kyrie's probably averaging six, six and a half, something like that? Maybe maybe less. Kyrie's never been a huge assist guy. No. Um, yeah, definitely less, according to a oh, source that we, I know. We have a resource assistant yeah. <laughs> in the building, and right. he's saying less than six and a half assists. This is another wow. thing that yeah. is kind of indicative that the Cavs aren't really up with the current trends of the great teams. Please. Um, on Saturday, LeBron played 45 minutes in an overtime loss to San Antonio, and yeah. Kawhi Leonard played 46 minutes. Mm-hmm. All right. On Monday, both teams played, and Leonard rested for the entire game. He didn't play a single minute. Right. And LeBron James played 44 minutes. Right. That's not good coaching. I mean, he, he, they're allowed to have LeBron play that game, right? But it's just 44 minutes, though? After he plays an overtime game on Saturday? It does seem like a lot. Yeah. That one did not go to overtime, I assume. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's problematic for sure. I mean, basically, LeBron goes in and out at his at his whim, though, right? I mean, he can sit as much as he wants if he wanted to. And if Tyloo wanted to sit him, would LeBron sit anyway? I don't know. I mean, I think he would not play 44 full minutes if that was... Do you think he really wanted to play 44 minutes against the Pelicans? <laughs> I mean, they were—they barely lost. They were in the game. Is I mean, LeBron just has to do what he did last year, which is take two weeks off, right? As long as he takes two weeks off, right around now-ish. And it's San fine. Antonio doesn't cheat and, and turn off the air conditioning and pretend it was a malfunction. What? Why are you blaming San Antonio? For that, that happened what two years ago, in when or three years ago in the Western Conference Finals? I don't. Or have no, any not the, the championship. Excuse me. San Antonio against Cleveland. This yes. happened. Really? No, no. San Antonio against Miami. Oh, right. Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah, when when the air conditioning air quotes didn't work for one of the San Antonio home games, they knew LeBron was sensitive to heat. That was that's a theory. That's a theory. But yeah, that's, that's a theory. I mean, there's a lot of theories out there, man. Popovich is behind it all. What was that, Popovich? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so you're saying I thought you you always talk about how great a guy Popovich. No, is. I, I really like Greg Popovich. Now you're saying he's a cheater. No, he's I, trying to. Fix, I would have done that. He's trying to fix the I'm uh, saying NBA that's finals. Admirable. He's fixing the NBA finals, though. He's like Tim Donaghy. If you can fix it, nobody can catch you. You're like Kaiser Soze. It and sounds that's like awesome. It sounds like you think he kind of was caught because you think you know what happened, and you're just he's a regular caught, Joe. He's only caught by me. You and everyone else. Where did you find out about this? I found out about it in the underground association that I run. Oh, there's an association. The association of guys who know more than Jonathan Levy. So it's very... It's huge. Very small. It's huge. Who is this Jonathan Levy, anyway? I don't know. Some uh, piece of shit. Also, Kaiser Sohuze? What was that? That was a terrible joke. I know. Well, it was awful. You can't all land, man. <laughs> wow. They're you just, not you all... just added a syllable to Kaiser Soze. Congratulations. I changed my mind. Comedy gold. <laughs> Midstream, I changed the joke, and it, that was the problem there. You know? Mm. It's all a rough draft. My whole life, bro. That's obvious. Thank you. It's evident. Yeah. Thank you. So, all right. So, yeah, LeBron's sounding off. He's unhappy. They've been losing. He's calling out everyone on the team except for Kyrie and Kevin Love. 
Does this matter? Are they going to do anything? Should they do anything? Does it matter at all? Do you, well, okay, let's let's start from the top here. What do we think he's trying to accomplish? It, do you think he's actually trying to accomplish something, or do you think it's just emotion? I think he is. I think it's mostly emotion, actually. Okay. But I would guess that he's hopeful that by expressing this, because other things, whatever he's been doing hasn't been working, is somehow going to motivate the rest of the team to play better. I don't think it will, but that's probably what he's hoping for, right? I would think if he had some sort of machination involved here, it yeah. would be to get the Cavs to make a trade for a backup point guard that he wanted. Sure, but he could just go to the front office and do that. Although maybe he's been doing that and they, yeah. it hasn't been happening because actually he says you can't just find a guy, right? I know you can't just walk outside and do that. It's right. not that easy. So maybe he's been pushing them. It hasn't happened. Do you think he's upset he's about them put... not giving Della Vadova more money or something? No, it can't be. Come on. Yeah. Delhi's not a playmaker either. No, not really. No, he's like, hit me if I'm open. I'll shoot the three and make it 34% of the time well, and play tough defense. He's and a playmaker Australian. if by play you mean do something really dirty. Like, trip a guy. After you fall over, trip a guy and then punch him in the dick. That's so the thing. I just want to check in. So that's dirty, and it's okay. Sorry, it's not okay. You have a problem with that. You're calling him out. No, Popovich, said, no. Popovich can try and kill LeBron in the NBA Finals. And no, he knows the exact heat level that will kill LeBron, and he went, like, two degrees under. I think He's just going for heat stroke. I think, you know, <laughs> that's a very slippery slope, though, man. Popovich is a very smart man. He did the calculations. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you one question. Let's say the Cavs and the Spurs play in the finals this year, which is possible, right? If somehow the Warriors have an injury or something, the Spurs are probably the team. It's possible. It's possible. Just bear with me on this. Popovich is the coach. Is he? They're playing in San Antonio. Popovich reminds himself. He thinks, I should do something LeBron again. Oh, wait. They won the title anyway. I got to turn it up a little bit more, baby. Give me a little more heat, baby. Well, he hasn't done that yet, but yeah, he should do that. Of course he should do that. Yeah. So then he's going to kill LeBron. I mean, by accident. (laughs) (laughs) Manslaughter's not that bad. (laughs) No, it's not. How how many years is manslaughter if you're Greg Popovich specifically? Oh, if you're Greg, it's like one and a half years. In in San Antonio specifically, by the way. It's like like, one and a half years at most. (laughs) Yeah, it's like house arrest, maybe. (laughs) Or no, no, arena arrest. You can only be in the arena. And then he's elected mayor when he, like, leaves. (laughs) He could be mayor while he's on arena arrest, right? Are you allowed to do that? No, I don't think so. I think maybe they'll change the laws. For for Greg, yeah. For the pop. Yeah. It's possible. All right. I feel like we're done with this particular topic. Shall we move on? That sounds right. Great. Yeah. Hey, another thing we teased at the beginning of the show. Oh, this. Yes. Uh, was about uh, how NBA players will soon have advertisements hanging from them, much like most soccer players and really players from all their sports and all the rest of the world. The NFL doesn't have advertisements on their jerseys. In the rest of the world. Oh, uh, the rest of the in world. the rest of the world. No other major... Uh, sport, I think, right now has that, right? Even the NHL doesn't have it, does it? I don't think so. No, our, our research assistant is shaking his head no, <laughs> so we're just going to believe him. Yeah. He knows a lot about this stuff. Right. A lot. Right, so there's going to be like small patches of advertisement. It's three teams. So far, it's three teams. It's the 76ers, the Sacramento Kings, and the Celtics just announced today that they are going to have a deal as well. It's StubHub, is that right? StubHub. I the think, 76ers. I know, StubHub 76ers. Yeah. Celtics was something else. Some Boston-based chowder company of some sort. Definitely chowder-related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember if it was corn or clam. It's hard. Yeah. I have to go back and look, but yeah, whatever. But the point is this. The 76ers There's and going to be actual chowder on their jerseys. I mean, it's... <laughs> why else? That, and they can actually like eat at the free throw yeah. line and stuff like that and be like, mmm, this is fantastic. I mean, the, the chowder company believes so much in the quality of their chowder. They know, they're not even telling the players to pretend to enjoy it. They're like, we know they you're going to smell it. They're going to eat it. And they will look like 
they are in heaven. Yeah, right? <laughs> this is great. Otherwise, we'd have to pay these guys yeah. extra money to do this. We know it's just going to happen. Yeah, it's brilliant. They it's tried a brilliant just idea. throwing chowder from the stands, but they didn't have an accurate chowder thrower. Yeah, that can be a real problem. Yeah. You know, it's so hard just to get like a T-shirt like to the right person yeah. when you've got the gun and everything. Right. Getting the chowder from like <laughs> classic <laughs> Boston, <laughs> classic Boston. You know, the nosebleeds down chowder. on the right player's uniform. Very difficult. The catapult. I know all about action. Boston. I know how it works. Oh there. yeah, you've been to Boston several times. It's right? a chowder economy. <laughs> That was going to be let the drunk fix it, but oh well. I guess you just you already nailed it. Yeah, you nailed course. it. Yeah. So fix anyway, it. back to that the yes. topic at hand. So um, so the Kings and the 76ers are making five million dollars each for a two by two little ad on their jersey starting next season. Yeah. And the Celtics are the third team to do this. We don't know how much money they're getting. We're sure it's more than five million. It's got to be because the Kings and 76ers are two of the. Least nationally televised teams. Yeah, and no one cares about them. The yeah. Celtics are, you know, have great tradition, blah, blah, right. blah. And also they're up and coming. They're, you know, yeah. they're going to win so a lot of games. So, for example, the Warriors have been in talks with companies and they're thinking 15 to 20 million. Yeah, which yeah. makes sense if yeah. they're going to be, you know, in, you know, in all the final stuff. Right. And Steph Curry is going to be everywhere. And Kevin Durant, their images are going to be all over the place for the next several years. So sure. you would think that's reasonable. In fact, five million does kind of seem like a steal for StubHub. Yeah, know, it really does. Even with Philadelphia, it seems like a steal. Like Joel Embiid's going to be wearing that, right? Yeah, his photo's going to be in places. Boogie Cousins is going to be wearing where, it. There's a world where in 2018, Joel Embiid is the MVP of the NBA. Yeah, I mean, he's going to. He should make the All Star team. I don't yeah. know if he's going to. He really should. He's the best center in the Eastern Conference for sure. Seems right. He might be the best center in the league. Did you forget about Robin Lopez for a second? Um, no. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. Cool. Sideshow Bob right in my head. But uh, Robin Lopez, not terrible. But Joel Embiid, dominant. Spectacular. He's very good. Yeah, he's, he's really good. good. Yeah, we're definitely going to at some point have another segment on him. And going from not too long ago, we were talking about, you know, what would you trade for Joel Embiid? Could you trade Joel Embiid? Blah, blah. Now we're going to be, at, is he the best center in the league? That's going to be the question in like a month. So get ready for that. Start okay. prepping now. I have begun. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So what do we think? It Does it matter that NBA teams are going to be wearing these ads? Like it's, to, me, to me, no. Let me ask you. Okay. Europe, like, does this offend you in any way? Does this like, fundamentally offend you in some way? I don't think it does. I Even think though it, you're a Boston Celtics fan and you have chowder all over yourself and you're stupid? Yeah, even with those yeah. <laughs> things in play, <laughs> still it doesn't really bug me. I think it's because the world has changed so much. Like we watch television, and during the show on TV, you know, the network will put up a little ad for some other show in the middle of the show as the show's going. That's you know? the example you use. That's been happening since like 1998. No, it really hasn't. And, and take up like a third of the screen and in color and all that stuff. And as something is happening, cover up the screen like. Like we're so used to that now, it just feels like just one more thing. Like, the, it's gonna eventually this is gonna evolve not by two by two. It's gonna be just like you know MLS, where the entire jersey is not gonna say Celtics anymore, right? It's gonna say American Airlines or whatever it's gonna say, and we're just gonna be used to that. As, okay, let me let me make an analogy here. Bring as, it on. As people, you and I, who are built to sell out, basically. Oh my God, that, that's like our life goal: selling out as hard as we can. I, For sure. I have to remind myself that that isn't everybody's life goal on a regular <laughs> basis. Right. And we do YouTube videos yes. you know, on poker, a different topic. How much to get a tattoo on your face that you that's just there for the rest of your life, but it's in all the poker videos, yeah. and that's why the people pay you. Okay, question. Um, how big is the tattoo, and what does it look like? Because that really matters, right? Okay, it's not going to be offensive in any way. Right. It will have some color to it, but it won't be extreme. Where would it be and about how big yeah, would it be? on your cheek. It'll be you know, like half an inch by half an inch. So pretty small, but like will change the game for me in terms yeah. of the dating scene for the rest of my life. Well, One it could be another. a bonus. You could be like, I am so YouTube famous that 
I mean, paid me to get this tattoo. I of, will say, you of know, a, a hot dog. If you ever read the game, <laughs> <laughs> the game is all about you know, like do just be different in some way. It doesn't matter how. Like it's all the same. You would have read that fucking book, wouldn't it's a, you? It's a great book. Yeah, sure. Yeah, neg people. Yep. Uh, what do you think I do to you all the time? It's not because right. I like you, yeah, though. It's not because totally I want you to like me. Yeah, great. Just because I hate you. <laughs> and I, it slowly bleeds out. Yeah, it's good. So, um, yeah, so how much for the tattoo permanent? Is it for the rest of my life, though, or until I, until I stop doing YouTube videos? You can get it You can get it removed after the sponsorship deal is done if you want, but it's going to hurt. And it's, still gonna, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to look a little weird and patchy. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely strongly... Okay, the bidding starts at $500,000 for okay. sure. It's probably more than that, though. As soon as I say that, like, this is on my face. Yeah. All right, the bidding starts at... I don't think I could turn down $2 million. I'll just tell It'd you right now. It would be tough to turn down $2 million. $2 million, I think you got me. I'll be like, yeah, the money will, will attract the women. I don't need to have a well, face. it just so happens I just came into $2 million, and I have a very specific tattoo I want you to put on your you face. You said it couldn't be offensive. It's not going to be offensive. What's it going to be? I'm, I'll tell you after it's done. <laughs> That sounds fair. Yeah, yeah. As long as you pay me, bro. As long as you so pay anyway, me. back to the point. Do you think NBA teams yeah. are not charging enough for this? I think it's because it's year one. They're just being, everyone's being a little careful. But I think, I would guess that everyone's signing not long-term deals. You know, mm-hmm. so like the 76ers have to know that there will always be a market for someone to be on their jersey. Like right. someone's going to want to pay them to do that no matter what. People have wanted to pay for that for a long time. Right. The NBA is just allowing it now. Right. So... And I think all the NBA is allowing is this one little thing. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're if I were the Seventy Sixers, I would never do more than a one year deal with StubHub right, right now because Joel Embiid is so good, and they're going to get another great pick. Ben Simmons coming back, they could be a really good team in a year or two yep. and be challenging for things and be all over national TV as the young, exciting team that we thought the Timberwolves might right. become but haven't yet. And uh, and then they're going to be that that's going to be so much more like that could be fifty million dollars, you know, yeah. as, down the road as t- as advertisers start to bid for that and you know compete with each other. Right. So, so you have no problem with it. I don't really. I I you know that I have a puritanical like they shouldn't do it, but actually I don't think I would care at all. I feel like this this might just be completely wrong. This is one of my just general grant generalization assumption type things. It's yeah. usually like slightly offensive and probably wrong. Cool. But. Um, my thought would be that the people who have a problem with these ads going on the jerseys are kind of in line with the people who don't believe in analytics. It's like, huh. I want it to be the old way. Right. Like, I, I don't believe that analytics is actually a good way to measure how good a basketball player is. It's all about the heart and the commitment to the game. You right. Know? And, and I can the see jersey should only be what the jerseys were before. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are people who are actually really into the uniforms themselves. There's a guy who you, at least used to write for ESPN, like an article, a column called Uniwatch, and he would write about uniforms every week, like long form articles about different teams' uniforms. So people are super into uniforms. How the fuck did that guy get a job? I don't know. I never read a single word of that that's, because, my that, God. That's the right move. That's the my right move. God. Don't... I don't want to read about the interlocking NY on the Yankees hats. Yeah, no, thank you. Know? you. I guess there's a huge, huge group of people who care about design a lot. Yeah. But, and I guess, so professional sports teams have a lot of money to spend on design. So it's an interesting forum for design. I guess I can understand that. But those, most of those people aren't really sports fans. Right. They don't really a, belong on ESPN. Yeah. The Venn yeah. diagram for that, there's not a huge amount of overlap, right? Yeah. I love bringing up Venn diagrams. I know. You love Venn diagrams. Yeah. Who is Venn? He was a smart guy and he really liked circles <laughs> do you know his nationality yes what i don't think i should say it because people are going to be upset why because if you knew it you'd understand <laughs> it's offensive it's it could offensive be, that, it's, he, it's not, that the nation existed is offensive <laughs> it's offensive to some people 
Not obviously not everyone, not the people of that nation, although maybe to them as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're just going to leave that where it is. Yeah. It's a perfect time to stop for halftime. All right. Sounds like a good halftime Venn diagram drawing seg- segment we're going to have. <laughs> you and I will draw a Venn diagram over halftime. You know, send your vi- Venn diagrams in at Drunk Sports <laughs> Show on our Twitter Please account. Please do. Time to get back into the National Football League. Everyone loves that National Football League, Grant. Everyone. I mean, you're not making any friends. I'm making at least one friend. Who? I'm not going to name names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't want to put that person on the spot, you know? Yeah. That person likes me, though. Fucking Steve. Always Steve with yeah. you. Always Steve. So, getting into things, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. But before we do, Grant. Brand. Brand? <laughs> Is that a Game of Thrones character? It's because I was starting to say the name of the person who was the big breaking news. And then I was going to say breaking news. And then I said Grant. And it all... It all turned into yeah. I, Betsy Brandt is actually. I have a more than one name. I mean, I am of many names. Well, tell us some I of your known, I've names. known as many things to many people. What What is sort of the most surprising name I, that I would not expect you to have? Macaroni. That is a surprising yeah. name. It's true. Anything more regal than that? Nope. No. Okay, just check. <laughs> That's the top notch one. <laughs> Super sweet. Yeah. So, Brandt. Let me tell you wow, what just you totally happened. Burned me. Yeah. Yeah. So breaking news, Mr. Dennison, Ben Roethlisberger has come out on some TV show. Oh, no, it was, it was his weekly appearance with 93.7 The Fan, which I'm assuming is a radio station. They still have those? I no, guess that's not a radio those. station. <laughs> what is it? It was a terrible assumption to, to think that something called 93.7 The Fan is a radio station. What, what else could it be? Could it be like a temperature? I, I think mean, it's what? probably a laser tag arena. A laser tag arena? Yeah. Why would he be making a weekly appearance at a laser tag arena? Do you not like laser tag? I actually do like laser tag. Yeah, so does fucking Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) He'd be easy to kill, that guy. Oh, yeah, he's... Such a huge target. Yeah. Can you... This is something I've said many times in my life, but probably not on drunk sports. Maybe once, but say it again. Let me ask you genuinely. Okay. Like, let's assume... I don't know what Ben Roethlisberger's current weight is. It's probably... Let's say 260. I might be able to find out. Okay. You want me to see? Yeah, sure. You know this? All right. It's possible we're going to know in less than a second. Okay. I don't know yet. Okay. Okay, here we go. It's officially 240 pounds, but that's a goddamn lie. All right, let's say it's 240. All right? Fine. Sure. He's 6'5", right. 240, according to this. After Ben Roethlisberger retires, five years after he retires, yeah. what's he going to weigh? What's the over-under? <laughs> five years is so long. I mean, you know? just like the guy's face just looks like he's just built to balloon. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's you the know? Michelin man for sure. I mean, the over-under is pro- uh, probably fair over-under is like 285 pounds, right? I would take the over. Of course you would take the over. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the, a fair over-under 300. is? 300. That's it? Yeah. I would take the over. You take the over 300? You would take the over. You got a bet, buddy. You're taking the under? Yeah, it's just for fun. How do we, how do we get to five years, from now, <laughs> like, get, well, five years from now, this show is going to be so popular that we will call up Ben Roethlisberger and say, hey, five years ago, we had a bet that you are fat. <laughs> You're a fatter. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, step on a scale and film it, please, yeah. right now. Or we can come and do it for you. Actually, we'll come and yeah. do it for you. It'll be a great publicity. We might have thing. to do it for him. We might have to roll him onto the scale. <laughs> He's like, I can't see. I can't see my weight. I'm too big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, anyway, what are we talking about? Yeah. So Ben, Big Ben. <laughs> He was asked how much he has left. By the way, he's turning 35 in March. Tom Brady, 39 years old. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Just mentioning. Asked how much he has left. He says, I don't know. I was talking to my wife about it last night, and I've talked to my agent and to coach about it. 
I'm going to take this season to off season to evaluate, to consider all options, to consider health and family and things like that, and just kind of take some time away to evaluate next season if there's going to be a next season, all those things. I think that's at my point in my career and age, the prudent thing and smart thing to do. He was then asked whether he's indeed coming back. He said, like I said, I'm going to take some time to evaluate and make sure it's the right thing for me and my family. So he never confirmed he was coming back for sure next year. He and absolutely this, did not. And this is a it. surprise. Like nobody's expecting him to retire. Um, maybe Mike Tomlin is. Maybe. They, they maybe, asked, maybe people close to him are expecting that. Yeah. They asked Mike Tomlin and he said, I think that's a fair assessment in terms of where he's at in his career. I'm not alarmed by it. I just think that's football. I'm hopeful that he returns, but I'm not alarmed or surprised by that thought process. So I guess they have been talking about it, and I would think this could be the end of Mike Tomlin in about three years if Ben Roethlisberger's gone, right? Really? You think Mike Tomlin's been riding the coattails? We had a Mike Tomlin discussion a couple weeks ago about, I guess, our research assistant was in the room at that time, probably. Um, I don't know if he was or not, but yeah, me and Terry Bradshaw, I think this is it for Mike Tomlin, I guess, now that (laughs) we're thinking about it. The idea, Mike Tomlin has an incredible record as an incredible. He's never been below 500 in a season. That is amazing. Is that all Roethlisberger, or is Tomlin actually a good coach? I'm not saying he isn't a good coach. I'm saying if you don't have a good quarterback, it's almost impossible to win in the NFL. It's very, How many coaches consistently win in the NFL without a really good quarterback? Name some. Andy Reid. Maybe Andy Reid is a good answer, although he had Donovan McNabb for years. Right, but Alex Smith, is Alex Smith really that good? No. He's, so, not, he's not great. But the Andy Chiefs, Reed, Andy the Chiefs are one good, of the best teams in the NFL. Andy Reid is a good example. Cool. That's one. Who else you got? It Gus, doesn't have to be current Gus Bradley. <laughs> he's not a current coach. No. So, no you're right. So, so he qualifies. He yeah. Like, Can we name other coaches who were, had long strings of success without a great quarterback? Lovey Smith on the Bears. You are joking. How many years did Lovey Smith even coach the Bears? Six, probably. Six. How many years of those were good years? Probably four or five. You can't be right. Go ahead. Look up his I'm record. I'm not going to. All right. I don't want to. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> um, Lovey Smith, huh? Yeah. Seems Although hard he, to imagine. he was a disaster in Tampa Bay. Yeah. When, but, I mean, he was only there for a year or two. But though. he got fired after a 10-6 and six season on the Bears, by the way. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. That's really tough. Okay, but anyone else? I'll give you Lovey Smith. I can't be right, but I'll give you Lovey Smith. Anyone else we can name? It's so hard to come up with, guys, is the point. Right. So I'm saying, like, it's if I was going to be a betting man, you take away one of the better quarterbacks of all time, probably your coach is going to fail. Unless you find a good, suitable replacement, you have to replace at that position. Otherwise, you just don't have a chance. There are, quarter, there are coaches who have got great quarterbacks who don't succeed. Matt Ryan, who's having his best year ever, but yeah. has been at least a good quarterback for the last several years. has been better than Alex Smith. Right. His coaches have been getting fired left and right because it's not enough. So Tomlin, yeah. Tomlin is, seems to be good enough that given the right ingredients, he can make a fine meal. You know? Wow, that was weird. That was good, right? Yeah. No, uh, that was yeah, like it was really, really cool. Really great. I, made, I was thinking about that. Not at all disturbing. I and I just decided to go for it because yeah, I thought the fans Please would continue. Like it. Please move on. So, um, <laughs> but, so, but, but most coaches don't seem to even be able to do that. So I think if you give Tomlin a good quarterback, I, I expect he would be fine. But without that, I'm not so sure. Also, there's such heavy expectations on him because he's never had a losing season. So what if he has two losing seasons or three losing seasons in a row because they've got a rookie quarterback? Is he really going to last? If he has three losing seasons in a row, he might get fired. Yeah. But somehow Jeff Fisher made it as long as Jeff Fisher made it. Somehow Gus Bradley made it as long as Gus Bradley made it. Okay, those are... Jeff Jeff Fisher's weird. I'll give you Jeff Jeff Fisher's an anomaly for sure. Gus Bradley was a young guy. He had... 
after his first year, he got Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles barely played the first year. The second year, he was still no good. Then the third year, he would look. Bortles improved anyway. The team was starting to look like they had two young wide receivers. Things were starting to come together. But they lost their first round draft pick, Dante, somebody or other, uh, to injury. And I mean, it didn't work out. I'm yep. saying they were there. They kept giving excuses to Gus Bradley. Also, shouldn't coaches be allowed to coach for like four or five years instead of like one or two? Guys shouldn't get canned so quickly. You know why they do, right? Can them? No, yeah. Why Why that happens? I mean, there's a few reasons, but generally because what else are you going to do, right? Right, and guess who gets to can them? The GM. The guy who's next in line yeah, to get canned. That's right. Right. So, so you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. That's a big part of it for sure. Yeah. By the way, speaking of that, the Indianapolis Colts fired their GM, kept their coach just recently, like a few days ago. Ryan Grigson out. Okay. Chuck Pagano in. For some reason. You know what that sucks for? Everybody who thinks football should be a sport that is coached by people who understand football. That, as well as the new GM, whoever that may be, of the Indianapolis Colts, who doesn't even have power of his own coach. Ugh, that's bad. Chuck Pagano is the guy that we talked about a couple yeah. months ago. Chuck goes to school. Chuck is the guy who thinks, no matter, like, without any sort of qualification, saying... The more you run, the more you win. Yeah. And the, the numbers back that up. Yeah, the numbers and, clearly back that up, according to Chuck Pagano. Right. So he just thinks like you just have to run more, and you win no matter what. If Chuck Pagano was listening to this right now, he'd be like, those guys think they're making fun of me, but it's right in front of their faces. They're so <laughs> smart, they're twisting themselves in knots. They don't even get it. That's what right. he would think. Or no, he wouldn't think anything that sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I just, He's the Byron Scott of football. There's a whole bunch of jokes I just didn't say just there. I'm That's just going to say that were very offensive to lots of people. Lots of people. Let's just, just leave it at that. I just, Is I, Chuck Pagano the Byron Scott of football? Let's, let's ask that. I wouldn't have thought so until he said that remark, but he absolutely is the Byron Scott of football. And by that, I mean Byron Scott, the guy who doesn't think the three-pointer is a shot worth shooting. Right. He'd rather Even have though his... he was a three-point shooter in his career. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but he was the best shooter in the league or one of the best shooters in yeah. the league. So maybe he feels like only those people should take them. But, yeah, he think, he'd rather have his team take long two-pointers than At the end of the shot pointers. clock. Yeah, yeah. three-pointers. Because also, we're going to dribble around for a while and then see what happens. He also was not interested in playing the number two overall pick pretty much ever in his rookie year yep. when the team was terrible and going nowhere anyway. Like, no interest in trying to develop D'Angelo Russell, really. Very odd. Do you think that it would be any different as far as the team's results if – Three years ago, you switched Byron Scott and Chuck Pagano. You put Byron Scott as the head coach of the Colts. <laughs> Chuck Pagano as the head coach of the Lakers. Does it make a difference, or is it all the same? I have to believe the Colts would be at least a little bit worse. Yeah. Because there's some really intricate scheming stuff going on, right? And by, I mean, in basketball, by I feel Chuck like you Pagano, just say, go ahead. Isn't he just like, go run the, run the ball? Maybe he is. <laughs> but yeah, okay. It's possible the teams, maybe the teams would be better, you know, because... The, the, the new guy would come in, and he would not feel like any um, loyalty to any conventional ideas in the sport because they wouldn't know what the conventional ideas were. So they would just do whatever they think they should do, and that might be good enough. That's number seven, right? Yeah. So, by the way, if you're playing along at home, if you're drinking along with Grant, number seven, tag your tweets, number seven. <laughs> so anyway. Tag them number seven. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just number seven. Hashtag seven. If you feel like we're being too harsh on Chuck Pagano and Byron Scott, tag your tweets Nothing, because fuck off. Yeah, we're not. We don't need. We you. don't care. We don't want your listening. <laughs> yeah. Take your ears and put them away. Put, put them somewhere else. Is that something that people do? It is now a thing. You put yes. your ears away in this new age of technology, where there's put their ears advertisements away. on NBA jerseys. Exactly. People can put their ears wherever they want. Ben Roethlisberger can just decide to retire. Apparently, yeah. now in this this new millennia. 
2017. Uh, no rules anymore, I no guess. No rules anymore. Yeah. Speaking of no rules, we're going to shift abruptly here oh, wow. okay. on that transition. Exciting. You ready for that? The Super Bowl is coming up. Yep. There are rules in the Super Bowl, though. But there are less rules than the other games, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like you're allowed to do more stuff. That's what makes it super. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I said just the bowl. Yeah. Because there are no other bowls. Right. There's like the part of the end zone that's a pool. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that, that's fun. That's the good part. If you yeah. catch the ball and go into the pool, you get less points, but you get refreshed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of players would choose to do and that. And you can stay in the pool if you want. Of course you can. Yeah. Why would you leave the pool? <laughs> I mean, if there's a lot of kids in there. Uh, peeing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you don't get want. Get out of there. Don't drink the water. I'll just say that. You, have you done that? Have you drank pool water? <laughs> Sometimes you have to. Why? You get really thirsty. You're just really, really just thirsty. Lost what are you going to do? a lot of respect for you. What are you talking about? Anybody who drinks pool water is below me. See, now think about this <laughs> on the other way, though. Think like, so okay. I'm going to flip it around on you right now, okay? All right. You're, I was tough enough and gritty enough to drink when I was thirsty. I saw the resource. I took the resource. I took what was mine. See? That's a good point. Now, who's below you? No one. You're the low. <laughs> I am now on the worst. The absolute yeah. low. Yeah, that's correct. So congratulations yeah, on you, that. You totally solved that one. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Who needs less the drunk fix it? You got me. <laughs> drinking pool water is fantastic. <laughs> let, the, the, let the guy who's dying from drinking pool water fix it. It, doesn't, you have a... it doesn't have to be dying. Well, you I mean, but some, eventually one day if you drink it every day. I feel like the kids urinating it actually sort of cuts the chlorine enough that you're okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're fine. It like, dilutes it. It's yeah, good. You're good then. So anyway, the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl. So it's coming up. Let's do a little preview, shall okay. we? A little preview. Probably going to talk about it again next week as well, but... We got the Falcons. We got the Patriots. They both have stormed through their respective playoffs. I think the closest game either team played was an 18-point win by the Patriots, I think. Right? That's, that's pretty nutty. Actually, I guess they won by 17 against the Steelers. Whatever. The point is, they've been blowing teams out, both teams. Yeah. The Patriots played a bad game against the Texans and won by 18 points. Like, whatever. The, the Falcons have seemingly had no problems at all with anybody. Right. And against teams that we expected them to have problems against. I thought they really might lose both those games. Yeah. I expected them to lose the first game. I thought it was very reasonable they might lose the second game. Yep. So, yeah. So, what do we think is going to happen? What are the big storylines we should be looking at and following, Grant? I think it's a quarterback battle. I think that's clear. Mm. That's that's like what the media is going to focus on. And I think it's... The right-wing media. Yes. <laughs> and the left-wing media. <laughs> yeah. And the, the middle wing media is mad because nobody ever respects the middle wing. The mainstream. Because it doesn't actually Main. have a function because <laughs> the wing, you know, it does, it's just not actually lifting the bird. It's in the middle. You can't have a middle wing? What's a dorsal fin, buddy? You didn't even think That's about that. That's not a wing. <laughs> think about it, though. It could be a wing. Did you take biology in high school? <laughs> like, Do you know what a fin versus a wing <laughs> is? I actually did take biology, but I don't think I did very well. I'm... I'm guessing you didn't. <laughs> didn't pay much attention. I'm just between That's us. for sure. It's okay. It's okay. So you, I'm saying. But you shouldn't comment on <laughs> matters you don't understand. I'm saying probably sharks can fly if they chose to. They're because just... they don't have a middle wing. <laughs> no, they do have, no, a, they middle do have a middle wing. They have a and they're going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> to fly. Right. Think about the That's technology. how they go sideways. <laughs> <laughs> they're basically flying underwater right yeah. now. Sharks. Man, we are off they're the rails. Swimming. <laughs> Swimming is for, like, loser fish. Sharks fly. That's why they're dangerous. It's not the teeth. Teeth are overrated. So, anyway, where were we? <laughs> I don't know. The quarterbacks. We're talking yeah. about it's a quarterback storyline. Okay, what's the biggest storyline? I think the biggest storyline is Brady versus Deflategate. That's going to end up being what 
the biggest storyline is. I think it's a combination of that. And if Brady wins this Super Bowl, he'll be the only quarterback ever to win five. Mm-hmm. So those are sort of go hand in hand, though, in some ways, right? Like Brady, but any big time Brady accomplishment, right? With deflate in the shadow yeah. deflate gate with Roger Goodell handing him the trophy, he's probably going to be the MVP if they win, and then he gets to make the speech. And I mean, it just. Yeah, there's such opportunity that's, for pandemonium. That's a bigger storyline than any Falcons thing. Like yeah. Matt, the Matt Ryan stories happened a bunch of times. Like a guy has the best year of his career, and then the guy, then they win the Super Bowl. And yeah, he's the quarterback. Kurt you know? Warner. Yeah, that happens. Absolutely. It's it's not a new thing. The whole Deflate Gate is unique. It's different. It's mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. Interestingly enough, is going to win the MVP almost certainly. Yeah, had the best year at least statistically of all the quarterbacks. Right. Sure. At least due to traditional statistics yeah. and stuff. And yet. Does anybody outside of Atlanta like think a whole lot of Matt Ryan? I mean, everyone thinks like he's good, but does anyone think he's this guy is a Matt? This guy's a killer. Like this a guy's top, like, like a top four quarterback. Like the way you think of Aaron Rodgers, right? Like I don't think of Matt Ryan that way. That's interesting. Like th- I think there's kind of a traditional thought that has just in recent years, although he might be removed now, but has put Russell Wilson in there with the top quarterbacks. But yeah. it's like there's Brady, there's Rodgers, there's Breeze, Breeze, yeah. Luck Cam, was in the, Cam kind of kind of luck was there, luck, but seems to have yeah. fallen back out of it now. Yeah, and then yeah. Wilson and and Ryan wasn't really yeah. part of that conversation. No, absolutely not. Like in fantasy drafts, yeah. Like where is Russell Wilson going? Like the sixth round, where's Matt Ryan going? The eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth round, right? Right. Like last year, it won't be this year. That'll change. Yeah. Yeah, but but even so, like if we think about, if I was to say like name the best quarterbacks in the league. To the random NFL fan, would, how many people would say Matt Ryan number one? Maybe after these two playoff games, they might say he's in the top. If two they or three. win the Super Bowl, that's going to change a lot. They win the Super Bowl and he has another monster game. Yeah, that's going to start to change the narrative. But like that's what it's taking. It sort of sucks for the Falcons that all the talk in the media is going to be a Deflate Gate, right? It just right. has to be. It's. I mean, I've always kind of thought of like Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers are the same player. That's, huh. that's always kind of how it felt until this season. And that's now Matt Ryan's kind of jumped ahead. I mean, Phillip Rivers has had his peak years up until this season have been way better than Matt Ryan's. Right. But True. now Matt Ryan has made up for that. I mean, yeah. Matt Ryan's a lot younger, too, right? Matt Ryan had one other really great year, too. But nothing like this. Yeah. This is True. this is out of his mind. In terms of like yards per attempt, it's like two yards better than he's ever had before or something. I mean, it's kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it all came together for him right now. And I'm curious if he's going to be able to keep it up over the next few seasons. Like, is it... Is it would you say Matt Ryan's better than Eli Manning? Yes. Yes, I would. Would you? Yeah, I would too. Cool. Um, let's keep going. Right now, would we want Ben Roethlisberger or Matt Ryan for, assuming everyone's healthy, um, to start first in the Super Bowl? I got to go Roethlisberger, I think. I don't know. I think i probably take Ryan for this year, right now. Yeah. Because maybe, it's right now. Maybe. But it's close, right? Yeah. I mean, they each get the same weapons, we're assuming. Right. You know, the same players. Okay, so... That, but where's Roethlisberger fall in the... I kind of forgot about him. I used to always put him ahead of Ryan, for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. And he's probably like the sixth or seventh best quarterback. He's in the right around Russell Wilson. Like, those guys are close. Yeah. Like, I like Wilson a little bit better, but Wilson had such a bad year. He was hurt a yeah. lot, but he had such a crazy bad year that it's hard to keep him ahead of Roethlisberger. Right. For sure. And I guess Ryan clearly has moved past Russell Wilson, at least temporarily. Right? At least temporarily. Yeah. I don't think... I, I would still bet on Russell Wilson's career versus Matt Ryan's career. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. But if but I would I'd rather have Matt Ryan starting the Super Bowl than Russell Wilson next week just because Russell Wilson's so bad all year. Matt Ryan is having a big year. It seems unlikely it's going to stop. Yeah, for one more game. Right. 
But is he going to have a monster game? Is he going to score four touchdowns or five touchdowns? Or is he going to score two or three touchdowns and throw a pick or two? Because that's the difference probably between them winning and losing. I have no idea. Well, look and We'll be watching the Super Bowl and find out. Will we be? Maybe we can just read about it and tell people what happened. Because reading is better. Yeah. It's like, would you rather watch a movie or read a book? Probably watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone <laughs> yeah. would rather watch a movie. Yeah. Who reads books anymore? I don't know. It's not many people. People who don't have real. a TV. Yeah. People whose TV is broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. People whose phone is broken. So um, anyway, so what other storylines? Let's, let's leave the quarterbacks aside for a second and the flake gate aside for a second. Those are, the, I think, the two main biggest things. Is there anything else that really stands out? All right. This is not really about the Super Bowl, but it's about Atlanta. Okay. How good are Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman? Is that just like an incredible running back duo? Or is it just because of the offensive system? I mean, their offensive line is spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. So that makes it a lot easier for both those guys to operate. But they both have shown significant success. Devontae for two years in a row. Yeah. Tevin Coleman was great this year when he played. Great. So, But also, it really helps them probably when Matt Ryan is having the best year of his career. It's got to open up everything for these guys. All of the underneath passes are open, and they catch those and go. Also, like, they just have to, like, cover everyone. So sometimes, you know, the defense is playing, you know, in more of a dime look or something like that, and it's just easier to run the ball than it would otherwise be because they're so afraid of Ryan throwing it, you know. And Julio's such a threat. Yeah. So, I don't know, like... I I wonder how good they are. I mean, would you ra- who would you rather have the Patriots running backs, which is Deion Lewis, James White, and Legarrette Blunt, or those two guys? That's not a, for the future, just for next. You know, the Super for Bowl. Next, for the Super Bowl, yeah. If you could, Shit, pick, that's a tough question. Yeah, I agree. I think I'd take the Patriots guys because there's more versatility there. Like you that's got, true. Just having Legarrette Blunt as an option is nice because there's nothing like that between Coleman and Freeman. But if I'm taking, like, career-wise, absolutely I take the Falcons. Guys. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, Blunt is nearing closer to the end than yeah. the beginning, right? But, yeah, Blunt, I guess the Patriots with Lewis and Blunt are sort of more extreme, right? Like, Blunt is indeed the blunt force object, and Lewis is, like, super escapability, while Coleman and Devontae are sort of, like, somewhere in between that and very similar to each other, yeah. right? So you can't show as many different kinds of looks, although clearly um, but you can play Kevin them. Coleman can receive the ball better than right. Devontae. He can, and the... Falcons do a lot of interesting looks where both those guys are on the field, and they split them both out wide, and it becomes tough to defend. Yeah, absolutely. No, they're an interesting piece. Yeah. I'm curious to see what Belichick decides to do, what he tries to take away yeah. from the Falcons, ultimately, because it can't be everything. They're going to take away Julio, thing. for sure. That's what he's going to try to take away. Well, the, the classic Belichick move is they're going to put their second and third cornerback on Julio, and or their second and fourth or something, mm-hmm. And they're first on the second receiver. I would expect them also to chip either Julio, probably Julio every time. Yeah. So he just got like slowed down and hit right away so he can never get like a clean thing. And then the guy, the second guy who's covering him, who's like really the guy who's covering him for yeah. real, is like dealing with, so he can't run by the first guy. You know, so like, but you always hit him and you slow him down a little bit. That's what they did to Marshall Falk in 2001 and it worked pretty well. Right. But that's a classic Belichick play, right? What I described kind of. Like you, you put your your number one cornerback on the number two receiver, and you put two guys on the number one receiver. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Often this season, Belichick has just put Malcolm Butler on the number one receiver, and not worried about it though. He can't guard Julio. No, there's no chance. No, I don't know if two guys can honestly, but we're gonna find out. Yeah, that guy is that guy is good. Yes, that guy is real good. Yep. Thing is, this the Falcons not great at the defense. Not they, so good they at it. They weren't until, like we discussed earlier, until the offseason, they started somehow being good at defense. You mean the postseason? Yes, postseason. Everyone knows what you meant. 
They they should. I clarified it anyway. Thank you. You're welcome. It's like butter. Okay. Because you clarify butter. You you gotta clarify it, or else it's yellow. It's just the thing that's done. You want to make it clear, which yeah. is what clarify means. <laughs> is it? Yes. <laughs> so so you like to make your butter clear, <laughs> and then you put it on food. Ugh. It's That's for, disgusting. It's for dipping. The fuck is wrong it's with for you? <laughs> dipping only. <laughs> what are we talking about now? You know Julio Jones. Oh yeah, <laughs> that guy's good. Um, so yeah, so I don't know who's gonna cover him. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the Super Bowl, Grant? Nope, I'm excited to watch it. Cool. We're gonna take our final break. We'll come back with LTDFI. Let the drunk fix it. Grant's gonna be drunker. Gonna pose some problems. It's gonna be a whole mess of fun. Before we get into Let the Drunk Fix It, we here at Drunk Sports want to tell you a little bit about the new filet of fish from McDonald's. It's fishier than ever. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I just felt like doing that. Okay. Uh, they're not a sponsor. I'll no, say that. Why did you just give them a free shout I don't know if they're having... I don't think they have Do a filet you understand? I mean, in, in some way, every filet of fish is new. I don't think you new. know how this is supposed to go. It's not like we make a podcast, and then we start doing ads, and then the people pay us for the ads. Why not? We have to first agree with the person who wants to pay us for the ads, that they will pay us. But would you agree that if every filet of fish is a new filet of fish, ultimately because it comes from a new fish, not the same old fish? No, I don't agree. I think it's it's probable... No, it's likely yeah. that McDonald's in the 70s genetically engineered an enormous fish. <laughs> they just keep chopping little sections off of that regenerate. But what? Oh, that regenerate? Yeah. Why would they regenerate? So that they don't have to make a new fish. No, I know. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, how would, how would they regenerate? I mean, it's maybe a better question. I'm not a scientist. I'm, we need scientists, we need, by the way. We need a biologist for that one. Yeah. Yeah. We. We only have one scientist right yeah, now. And it's it not sucks. a biologist. And it sucks, by it's the way, su- Colin when, West. I know none of you have the, the trials that we have of only having one resident <laughs> scientist. It's even, awful. even like the lowest of the low, like people in Alabama I mean, have got like a, three scientists. It's a physicist. It's like the third best kind of scientist. A third but, best. At, I mean, yeah. you're sort of pushing it when you're giving the physicist the bronze medal. I mean, four, okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. Like, I forgot about geologists. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Rocks are important. Rocks are very important. What is the person who studies trees? What are they called? An arborist or something? Who gives a shit? I think it is an arborist, according to our it's research. It's an arborist? Yeah. Wow. I I did not know that word existed. That's beer number eight? Yes. I think. Is it? Probably. It's eight or nine. It's something. All right. So we're going to get into Let the Drunk Fix It now. I guess we are. So this is, of course, the time when we propose, when I say we, it's me, I, propose yeah. problems and dilemmas to Grant. At his drunkest, he tries to fix them and solve them with whatever way he can in whatever fun way he can. Fair yes. enough. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, <laughs> I'm going to ask everyone to write a review for Drunk Sports on iTunes. We could really use it. If we don't you're have still here, many. I guess you probably like it. Yeah, come on. Like, spend a minute. Like, help us out here. We want the right. show to go on. All right, let's get into it. You ready? Right. Let the drink fix it, number one. Wow, you are not speaking well. <laughs> I'm the one who's drinking? Is this correct? Every, every time, there's going to be some words I'm going to screw up because I say a lot of them, you mm-hmm. know, and it's hard. Good excuse. Thank you. <laughs> so, anywho, let the drunk fix it. Uh, this was not tweeted to us by someone, but it could have been, because if they did, it would be at Drunk Sports Show, and we encourage people to send in let the drunk fix it suggestions. So, in Los Angeles, a few weeks ago, the Chargers had their first public presentation 
in their new city. And it was Jeff Cumberland, who's the tight end of the Chargers, was at a Clippers-Lakers game, right? And the Clippers showed the Los Angeles Chargers logo on the video screen and then showed Jeff Cumberland on the video screen. And the L.A. audience booed both. They booed the player, not just the Chargers logo. The player. Okay. But wait, there's more, Grant. You may be thinking, so what? Who cares anyway? Is that are you thinking? Like that? who the fuck knows what Jeff Cumberland looks like anyway? <laughs> it probably it probably probably put up his name. It said Jeff Cumberland. Yeah, and they're Chargers. like, who the fuck is Jeff Cumberland? They're like, and it probably said tight end to help them. You know, yeah. the third tight end of the San Diego Chargers. That would have been important to say. Yeah, because yeah, who knows? I can't believe that guy still plays. He's at least the third, right? It's 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 Gates, and then it's the rookie kid. Um, I forgot his name. Hunter Henry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely that guy's not on the team anymore. Come on. <laughs> anyway, so. Adam Schefter just recently wrote about, and I mean like in the last few days, as much as the Chargers moved to Los Angeles angered San Diego, it angered NFL executives and owners just as much, if not more. He says the NFL has been beside itself, in the words of one league source. There are tons of owners very upset that the Chargers moved. The source added that the NFL wants the Chargers to move back, though nobody believes that possibility is realistic. But some NFL owners and some league officials are still hoping that Chargers chairman Dean Spanos will wake up one morning soon, recognize the situation has been, quote, bungled so bad, end quote, and take his team back to San Diego where it spent the past 56 years. Is this because the NFL doesn't want to have two teams in L.A.? I think, according to Adam Schefter, that, yeah, although the Chargers sort of had their option to move to L.A., they didn't exercise it a year ago. I think everyone thought they weren't actually going to do it. They were sort of using the threat of moving, and they were actually ultimately going to stay in San Diego, but it looks like that isn't what happened, and the NFL is not happy about it, at least according to Schefter. So so there's a lot of things in here you could potentially fix. Yeah. I can't decide which thing to even throw to you because there's a lot of good stuff in here. To me, the, the first fix I would wonder about is, let's say the Chargers did decide to move back to San Diego like now. Right now? Like, there, Dean Spanos comes out and says, we take it all back, which is apparently what they're actually hoping he's going to do. Wow. Right? Numerous NFL league officials. What's the stadium situation in L.A.? Like, do they have a stadium? Or are they going to share are, it? They are. I think they're renting it from the other guys, which is, of course, the uh, St. Louis Rams. Not anymore St. Louis, I guess. Yeah. The Rams, though. Right. Um, yeah, it's the Rams stadium, which is maybe another reason why they didn't really expect San Diego to move. Because they didn't have a new stadium ready to go? They must be getting some, a fair amount of the proceeds, though, right? The yeah. rent is paid by, you know, the, right. the stadium itself as of it gets course. filled up and stuff. They must be doing very well. It's got to be more money to them, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't have left. But let's say Dean Spanos wakes up, moves back to San announces he's moving back to San Diego. I, my first guess is that fans there would not be thrilled about this. San Diego fans? Yeah. No, probably not. They're also the people who voted in the last election not to support right. the new stadium. They, they wanted to. The, they were going to call it something not like a stadium. It was like a convadium or something where it's like you can have businesses. Oh, yeah, you can right. have all of your pleasures are alive at the convadium in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I yeah. don't Convadium is really quite a word that you came up with there, yeah, by the thank way. thank you. Yeah, they, um, they thought it was going to be a coin flip on the uh, ballot, and it turned out being they lost 60-40, which is yeah. a blowout. Right. So I don't know that people are going to be super excited to have the Chargers back now that the Chargers have abandoned them. Well, well the reason say, the, yeah. let, let's get into the reasons they they're not back. It's because sure. of what is going to cause municipal taxes. Yes. And people voted against that. 
Of course. It's not just like, I don't want a football team. No, no. If they want a football team, they just want to pay for it because it's a private, very successful organization. Well, the failed show that Bill Simmons had on HBO had a very... Very impressive commercial leading yes, up to it. it. Did. And one of the things he said was, I think billionaires should pay for their own fucking stadiums. And I agree with that. So I think San Diego agrees with that. Is that the best moment Bill Simmons has ever had on camera? Maybe. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's actually the I've never seen him ever better than that one. And moment. it got and it got run over and over and over again. So good for him. Yeah, it was a great moment. Made me want to see the show. Yeah. But then I didn't the see show the show. The show was not that great. Because I heard it was terrible. Yeah. I saw the show. I, I watched a lot of the show. Yeah. But yeah. you didn't like it. Um, not most of it. Yeah, it wasn't really. It, it, we don't need to get into it. No, yeah. we've already talked about yeah. fixing Bill Simmons' yeah. life. We're not going to do that again. Right. Instead, let's try and fix the San Diego Chargers situation. So they announced they're moving back. You're the PR guy. How do you solve this conundrum of the b- helping the fans? So to I'm want- solving a thing that's not real. You're creating a scenario that's not <laughs> that's just not actually happening and very unlikely to happen. And I have to fix that. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> That's what's happening right now. How do we get the fans to re-embrace the team? How do we get the San Diego fans to re-embrace the Chargers who are coming back? Were they to move back to San Diego? <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks for the question. It's a good question. Really appreciate it. I thought this was going to be a good one. That's well I feel done. Like you're not loving it, but you know what? It's going to be great. Do your magic. You've built a house of cards, and now I have to topple it, I suppose. Yeah. I guess that's the way it works. Um, okay, let me think about this for a second. I'm the PR guy for the now, again, San Diego Chargers. Yes. We're trying to convince the fans. Yeah. All right. All right, how about this? Wow, you need we, some time, huh? I need some time. All right, no problem. I have some thoughts. Okay, please. Okay, here's two quick you're thoughts. you're the, the guy who came up with this stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, somewhere... Someone who currently works for the Chargers' job is essentially to be thinking about this problem right now. Like, on the chance that we do announce we're moving back, we have to be ready, and I'm the PR person, so I have to have some percentage of my brain thinking about this. I doubt they are, though. After this article, after Adam Schefter reports this, you, you doubt they are, really? Yes. Why? I have encountered many organizations, and I feel like they're mostly not really that prepared. Huh. I guess you could be right about that, yeah. but you're the prepared guy. That's who okay, you are. Okay, that's me. The prepared drunk guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So here's, here's the first two thoughts I had, okay? Okay. Number one is, why don't we just bribe the fans? Let's give them some money. Let's just say, give them money. here's 25 bucks each to from everybody. the Chargers. Everyone in San Diego. By the way, it's paid, it's paid for by your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's twenty five dollars. You paid forty eight dollars in your taxes. Welcome to the Convocation. This isn't cash. This way you don't have to go to the ATM. That's right. It's Chargers bucks. It's Chargers bucks. You have to spend it at the Convocation. <laughs> oh, it can only be spent at the Convocation. <laughs> Absolutely. They have. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's stuff like yeah. It's twenty five dollars worth off of a massage, off a hundred and seventy five dollar massage the at the Convocation. The Convocation has a nice massage. Oh, I mean, it's a very good massage. Yeah. I don't know if it's one hundred seventy five dollars worth. I mean, it's hard to. to Justify a hundred seventy-five dollar massage. Of course, if you're unless you're Bill Clinton or something, then of course they cost a lot. But <laughs> Bill Clinton, <laughs> no, presidents, yeah. presidents, that kind of services cost Rich more. Rich people. For the <laughs> Is that what you're going? Bill for? Clinton got a four hundred dollar haircut once because he was president. Okay, <laughs> so there you go. So how con- much do you think that guy's massages cost? Confidatium should offer four hundred dollar haircuts. Yeah, like it's essentially like presidential level 
you know, services, body services. But they also <laughs> have a subway because, you know. It's the Comedadium. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have everything here. All walks of life for a welcome. I know, I know how we fix it. Yeah, go on. It's, it's simple. Yeah. We sell the Comedadium. To whom? No, we don't sell it. We, I mean, we sell it as an idea. Oh, okay. Like, Didn't they you already guys, try you guys, that? Like, like, this is what we do as the Chargers. We yeah. say, you guys almost voted down the fucking Convidadium. <laughs> in fact, you did vote yeah, down the Convidadium. They didn't almost. Spend 10 minutes in the Convidadium and don't call yourself the biggest piece of shit in the world. <laughs> who didn't, who, those who didn't want to pay fucking 48 extra dollars for the Convidadium. Look at this Convidadium. There's a beauty salon. There's a masseuse. <laughs> there's a fucking subway. And it's not a shitty subway. <laughs> it's like, a good they subway. They always have at least two people behind the counter. You know, it's not like you're going to wait like 16 minutes at lunchtime. You know what I'm talking about? This, oh, when you were saying subway the whole time. No, I, I mean like, fucking sandwiches, buddy. <laughs> I did not know that. I'm talking about the Convidadium, not was, fucking New York City. I was Get not aware of this. East I, Coast head, buddy. We're talking San Diego right now. public transportation to and from the Convidadium. I thought that's what we were talking about. All right. So... So we, 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 we tell the people, we, yeah. we put out a commercial saying, like, look, I know, we left, okay, we get it, but it's because you guys were dicks and you didn't want us to stay. Yeah. Subtext from Grant's perspective. This is not the fix. Oh, okay. I don't think they were dicks. I think they should have definitely voted down the Convidadium. Of course they should this have. It's an awful idea. However, however, I'm now the San Diego PR guy. Yeah, now you so love the Convidadium. Like, look at this beautiful Convidadium. We are screening <laughs> Star Wars seven days a week at the Convidadium. Guess what? It's free if you're a season ticket holder. Oh, Bam, I like it. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Etc. Etc. How about it's also free <laughs> if you can prove you voted for the Convidadium. Oh, show your ballot. If you can, if you can show me your ballot, I will not only steal your identity as the Convidadium master. I will also, I will also <laughs> give you a seat to one game. I don't, wait. Steal your identity? Well, yeah, because that's you, tax information could be helpful in stealing <laughs> identity. I don't think there's a lot of tax information on a ballot, is there? No. No, you just know who the person voted for. Right. Which, by the way, it's illegal. But maybe the person wrote down some their social security number because they didn't know what to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of randomly. Yeah. I'm not sure what to do. Whenever I'm in that situation, I write down my social security <laughs> I'm number. Like, I'm I don't think anybody knows, but uh, I might as well just let them know who I am. I mean, can you really do a whole lot with someone's social security number anyway, in fairness? Aren't those the things The Confidadium can. <laughs> because the Confidadium has a the, the highest tech... Outside of Silicon Valley on the West Coast, it's got the highest tech computer <laughs> situation. My voice did just crack. That's crazy. Uh, I'm 30 years old. Uh, it's the highest tech computer situation on on the western seaboard of the United States. Mm. And you know what they do with those computers? I don't. They they compile all of the social security numbers of people who on their ballot wrote their social security <laughs> and numbers. brought their ballot to the yeah. Convidadium for like and the then free, they steal their the money. Subway and sandwich. that's how the Convidadium makes money, and that's how they pay for that delicious Subway sandwich. Also, the massage. There is a concern I have. What? That the Convidadium? <laughs> how, how could you have a concern? <laughs> that the Convidadium will ultimately come sentient because of what are you? Dude, you're going way out of bounds here. <laughs> Why? The convidadium becomes sentient? <laughs> Perhaps the brain of the convidadium yeah. becomes sentient? Yeah. Have we even discussed where that is? Where? <laughs> no, where is it? It's at the 50-yard line, but like 50, <laughs> 50 feet underground. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be the obvious place it would right. be, in fairness. Yeah, and that's where the computers are that, that 
justified the subway expenses. So what were you upset about before when I said the Confidadium would become sentient? Because that's like, when you say the Confidadium, that's like saying the entire entity, right? Yeah. That's impossible for that to become sentient. <laughs> you mean like it the- is possible <laughs> for the computer network that runs the Confidadium <laughs> to become sentient, but that is not called the Confidadium. <laughs> that's called the Convitorium, buddy. So just to be clear, so you're saying even if the Convitorium becomes sentient, like, yeah, go like ahead. the subway shop is not sentient. That's what you're saying. No, they have a remote access to the sentient <laughs> being, and perhaps perhaps over time things can change, and eventually that computer can create its own network because, it, as, as we all know, artificial superintelligence adapts far faster than anybody can imagine. So at some point in the near future, perhaps the entire Convidadian will become sentient. It's not going to move around. Like, I feel like you're trying to I give say animated this idea that the Confidatium is going to stand up and move around and, like, smash San Diego. That would be incredible. Why? You hate San Diego? What that- the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> San Diego, I mean, it would get back I feel like I've asked what the fuck's wrong with you a lot on this You've podcast. been doing, or even off the off the air yeah, as well. Yeah, also that. Just in general. Is um, that a reflection on me or you? It's unclear. Okay. Um... The Comedadium could, in fact, go after, could specifically target people who voted against the Comedadium because it'll know all that information. Oh, it will know everything. Because the ballots, you know. Yeah, the Comedadium won't know everything, okay? The Comedatorium <laughs> will know everything. The Comedadium is a physical structure, Jonathan. <laughs> but eventually, get, get it right. The Subway Sandwich Shop will become sentient as well. Which eventually, means everything I mean, that's going to take a while. Right. But, <laughs> Okay, that was a good solution. Good stuff. I think we fixed it. I don't know. I'm not sure what was fixed and what is broken. <laughs> no, nothing but was, it does not nothing was fixed, but I just prophesized the future. We said the word <laughs> <laughs> convidatium something like 200 times in the last yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. I, has that word ever been spoken before no, it's in a new the history word. of humans? I think it's new. Holy moly. Oh, I wish we were more popular so it just became a thing that everyone said. <laughs> oh, my God. It's got to be a running joke. Okay. Okay. I, I, we're going to do another one. Okay. But I would like to say something. All right. We don't need to do any more. <laughs> yeah, probably not. We, I mean, we could hang it up right here. Yeah. That was, that was one of the great ones. That's an all-timer right there. I and we didn't so. even solve the problem. I don't think. I don't, I don't think we solved it's anything. Like, no, at all. you actually said, "Come to the comedian. You'll see how good it is." Something like that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was incredible. Okay, I'm just gonna catch my breath. I'm sure the the listeners need a little moment too. One last one for let the drunk fix it. All right. You can suck at this one though. Okay. Okay. Because that pl- was amazing. I plan on it. I'm, I'm tired. Fantastic. Johnny Manziel. This guy still? This guy's Again? back. He's Why? back. Come on. He's in the news. Stop it. He's in the news. Never. He's back in the okay. news. Okay. He's a free agent. Yes, says, that's obvious. <laughs> he says he achieved sobriety. Yeah, I'm he actually, sure. He had a press conference. He talked about how he was lost in the sauce the last few years, and he's finally like really achieved sobriety, and he's, he's somewhere now. And lost in the sauce? Did he say that? Or he actually, no, he said, and I quote, lost in the sauce. Okay, that's good. That's legit. Th- that's good that he said that, because if you said that, that'd be bad. I would never say that. You could. Um, so, yeah, he said that. During, he was specifically talking about his 2016 drug and alcohol binge, which apparently happened. You know, we weren't really paying attention to that piece. We knew he had the twenties. I mean, yeah, I mean, we so, were already done with it. Yeah. <laughs> I will admit, hearing that much, and we're not to the good part yet, hearing that much... 
I thought, yeah, 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 that's the kind of thing that people say, like Johnny Manziel say, right? Like, when he's trying to get signed to a team. Exactly. Like, they always say they're fine. He said that He said that his entire career. He's always yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I was, I was a kid, but now I've grown up. Oh, I had problems. Now I'm better. He said that many times. Then he said this. He said he's achieved sobriety, and he did it all on his own without any professional assistance. Okay. He just did it. He just cold turkey. And now he's back and ready to play in the NFL. And he wanted to make sure everyone knows he's only 24 days older than Carson Wentz. Still like a young prospect in theory. I mean, that's interesting that he's only 24 days older. I know it is kind of, right? It seems like. But forgetting about Johnny Manziel's prospects in the NFL, which I would guess are minimal, unlikely to be impressive. He's got a better chance than you or I. Does he? Yes. Does he? Yes. But does he? Yes. Yes. Does he? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So uh, the question is, can you help Johnny Manziel once and for all Kick this habit because I don't believe he's kicked it when he says he achieved a sobriety so on you, his own. Okay, so we're gonna we uh, have make a lot of context here. here going on. So you're saying I am the guy who is helping Johnny Menzel kick the habit he claims he no longer has. Correct, but Do, we know. Does he tell me? Does he tell me uh, as the guy who's I helping Im- him? I can't imagine he's telling anybody. So I'm the guy who knows he's doing it. Well, you know but, the way we but all. But I also know that Johnny Menzel is denying doing it. Yeah. Well, that's what we all we all know this, right? Like I know he's doing it and he's denying doing it. I don't have to be next to him. I don't have to. Okay, he's clear. No one. What is going? To... Am I operating for? You are operating for Johnny Manziel's parents, who are out of money, and are we're counting on Johnny's millions, and it's okay. a problem. So I'm not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you do a good job, you're going to get paid. If I do a good job, I get I get a percentage of yeah. His you get a piece of something. his future future earnings. Not, not a huge piece, but you don't need a huge piece if he becomes a quarterback, right? All right. This guy's make $25 million bucks a year. Okay. Okay. Let me think about this for a second. Sure. First thing I do, sign him up for a Taekwondo class. Okay. Nobody looks like an alcoholic when they're doing Taekwondo. <laughs> Nobody. They're doing it well. No. I mean, like, imagine a, a, a crisp summer morning. Okay. Okay. Maybe spring morning. Forget summer. Fuck summer. <laughs> spring morning. Okay. Johnny Menzel on an... Earthen patch of grass. Yes. Him alone with his very, very wise Taekwondo instructor. Sensei. Yes. Well, no, I don't believe in Taekwondo. They're called senseis. You don't believe in Taekwondo? It's weird for you to espouse it. That's a bigger question. I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Imagine, if you will, Johnny Menzel on this beautiful earthen patch of grass on top of a hill with his Taekwondo instructor. This is quite a tableau. Yes, a tableau. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> yes. And and he he slowly completes the seventh motion or whatever they do. I feel do. like you're talking about Tai Chi, not Taekwondo right now. For I sure I am. Yeah, yeah that's for yeah. sure what's going on. Okay, great. Yeah, I definitely got those mixed up. Tai Chi. Yeah, yeah. it's so he's doing tai chi. energy. Yeah. He's doing Tai Chi. Okay, no yeah. problems. Also, we, he's going to fight with Taekwondo, but that's later. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely got those confused, okay. and I apologize if that's You're on beer number nine or whatever. It's yeah. fine. No one uh, expects you to be good at this nope. part of it. They, I hope they don't. No. Because I'm not. You're so, fine. So he, he slowly moves his left palm beyond the sunset or sunrise. <laughs> excuse me. It's morning. Yes. yes. And you can see in his eyes. You can see in his eyes that he cares, mm. right? That, he, that he's establishing something with nature. He's yeah. establishing something. With the unheard, with the unseen, mm. with the unknown. The invisible. Even. Yes. Johnny Manziel, he's not only ready to play football. Yeah. He's ready to educate people. He's ready <laughs> to understand himself and others in a way that nobody has ever done before. 
And all of this can be seen in this 30-second clip that I record from my camera that I choreographed. Okay, so, <laughs> so I, got, I got like several questions about Why? that. Why? So question number one is, it sounds like you're doing PR for Johnny instead of actually helping him based on Why what would I help said. him? He's fucked. Well, he's I'm fucked. I'm trying to get him signed so I get some fucking money. Don't you want to be signed I for I get a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> right. So maybe we set up these incentives incorrectly for well, That's you. your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like after every... You make money after his second year or something like that. He's got a stick in the league. You can't change the deal now, buddy. We signed a contract. The deal's changed. Go go move wow. around in an energetic way. Wow. Not my problem. Yeah. You're just trying to... You're just trying to... You're saying people? that's not good? What I just did? <laughs> <laughs> You're also sort of implying Johnny Manziel doing Tai Chi is different than everyone else doing Tai Chi. Yeah, it is because he's troubled. Yes. And this shows that he's centering himself. <laughs> it does. And that he and, and then you see in his eyes, I can't explain it through audio, but you see the understanding. Yeah. You see the feeling, the knowing. The moment. The connection the, to the universe. The clarity. Yeah. The realization. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that. You see it. Yeah. And therefore, he should get like $4 million a year. $4 million? Yeah, easy. I mean, if he's signed in the NFL, he's definitely going to get $4 million a year, right? He's a no. quarterback. No, he's not. He's not a quarterback? No, he's not going to get $4 million a year. His first year, he may not, but every year after that, he will. Oh, if he's successful, sure. Yeah. But his first contract will not be for $4 million. Oh, it's the NFL minimum for sure. Yeah. The first year. It's a million bucks or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Which, by the way, his family really needs. Do they really? The Manzels. Is that true? I don't know. I thought you represented them. How do you not know? Oh, you're representing them. <laughs> Remember? No, I, re- I represent me. And my interests, which are getting Johnny back in the NFL, so I get a percentage. But but you were hired by them for the same purpose. The answer is Tai Chi followed by Taekwondo. So why is Taekwondo going to help? Um, because you will first show the Tai Chi. You know, yeah. you show that he he's understanding. He he's like he's calm. He's centered. He's in the universe. Taekwondo. He will destroy everybody he fights. Obviously, because I'm going to pay them. They're actors. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're going to lose for sure. Because I'm gonna pay them. they're not even actors. Yeah. They're CGI but models. It's, like, it's, it's, it's like, all computer generated. And then we'll have you know the on the street person with air quotes who really is a paid actor also being yeah. like, I I I can't believe he's so good at Taekwondo. He just started a week ago. He's yeah. so good at everything he does. It's like everyone in every yeah. David Blaine video ever. Right. Yeah. Basically, where they're like, I can't believe I he touched me on the shoulder and she felt it. It's incredible. Yeah, they're all in on it, dude. Everyone's in on it. Well, that's a whole other conversation. Will Smith, I'm disappointed in you. (laughs) It's a whole other conversation. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. So anyway, I don't think I fixed that one. I don't think you even tried to fix it. No. Why not? You don't want to help Johnny with his addictions? I don't know. Can you just go to the Convidatium? I think they have a good sanitarium. I mean, it's a big place. Yeah. <laughs> and they have the best monks, all the yeah. best monks there. Right. So that's good. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure what's going to do it for Johnny, you know? I don't what's think. What's going to save Johnny? Nothing. I mean, that guy's fucked, right? Maybe you have to go the other way with it. You know, everyone's trying to stop him from drinking and doing drugs. Maybe you have to, like, put a gun to his head and force him to do more drugs. That seems like the worst idea that <laughs> I've heard on this show for a long time. Really? Yeah. I think it's pretty great. Okay, explain why. <laughs> He'll get sick of it, bro. He won't want it. It's like he... making your kid smoke a pack of cigarettes. Exactly. Yeah. Also, also, by nature, he's a contrarian for sure, right? No, that's just you. <laughs> no, him too. <laughs> <laughs> so if you tell him he should do it, he's going to want to not do it. It's brilliant. It's reverse psychology. Yeah, it's that's deep not stuff. how addiction works, I'm afraid. Oh, please, enlighten us. Uh, he wants to do the stuff that he's addicted to, so yeah. he's going to do it. And if you tell him to do it more, he'll be happy. Well, maybe a happy John, Johnny Manziel is a better throw in Johnny Manziel. <laughs> maybe, maybe he is. Maybe we should not be trying to get him off the drugs, but have him be a better quarterback while he's high. 
How about that? It's likely we can find better quarterbacks who are sober. Let's embrace the, the drug problem. Let's put our arms around it and say, yes, this is just who we are right now, Johnny Manziel. We're going to be this guy, and we're going to be a great quarterback, too, at the same time, not, an, not separately. That's an interesting thought, but yeah. I don't know if that's going to really get him to an NFL team. Well, you know, you're going to work on the PR part of it. Right. And I'm going to work on the making him a better quarterback. You're just going to give him more cocaine? I'm like, let's party, baby. <laughs> you know, like, all the other NFL players are getting their shots before the game. Johnny, you know, he gets his. That's all. Yeah. He just feels better than it everyone It is a lot else. of cocaine. A lot of cocaine. Yeah. A dangerous amount of cocaine before every game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He has to. Dangerous. Or else he feels something, and that's not okay. No. Yeah. The moment he feels something, he'll be racked with misery. <laughs> of course. Guilt and... That'll hurt. That'll hurt like his his short yardage completion percentage for right. sure. Right, long yards will be fine because the cocaine actually makes him have a bit stronger of an arm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, all, it's yeah the adrenaline is sort yeah. of kicking in either way, and yeah, you so you almost want to like not be thinking when you throw right. deep. But right. short, Just short is it. all about you know think thought process. Right, makes sense. Absolutely. So so we have like a two layer fix here. That's good. The PR and the... Yeah, it uh, seems like we totally. fixed it. I feel it. like I fixed it, and you just did something else this time. I did something. Yeah, something else. I don't feel like you respect it. I don't, but fair. it's okay. That's fair. I respect the first thing you did so much that it doesn't matter. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. You told me I could phone it in, so I did. You phoned it in. It's okay. You yeah. phoned it in. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Anywho, uh, all right. Why don't we wrap it up there? Want to remind everyone to leave a review. Tweet at us. We are at Drunk Sports Show. Send in your Let the Drunk Fix It ideas. Send in other topics you want us to cover. Thoughts, how you're doing with Drink Along with Grant. Anything else? Anything else we want to say, Grant? Uh, No. See ya. <laughs>